Welcome to the Playa Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here with another corner booth at Rex's. We're going to be talking about uh, the recently released The Batman. Uh, I love that this is similar to like all of our Spider-Man talk where they, luckily they've come out with some better things in Spider-Man, like Far From Home, No Way Home. Say what you will about all the home like titles. At least we know what we're we talking about. But, yeah. yeah, but The Batman, I mean, I guess they're like... We put the in front of it. You can't confuse it with Michael Keaton's Batman. So we're going to be talking about uh, the recently released The Batman starring uh, Robert Pattinson. And uh, we're going to go through our uh, normal corner booth at Rex's acting, directing, story, a couple of themes, uh, how many stars our Phileo podcast score would give. And uh, then we'll get into some spoiler-filled thoughts. So we'll give you where those spoiler-filled thoughts start uh, on the uh, the minute mark on the uh, description of the the podcast. So, with that, let's uh, let's get it started, Byers. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, we've got uh, several people in this movie. What did you think about this the acting? A, uh, this is quite the cast. Yeah. Um, I lost track of how many times I looked up if that was really Colin Farrell. <laughs> that was my number. One. I should have led with that question. Like, <laughs> like, like. I knew it was him going in and there was one point early on where I could hear the voice and I'm like, Oh yeah, that was definitely Colin Farrell. And then like three more times looking at him, I'm like, is it really just Colin Farrell? Like this isn't some trick. Like what? Nope. Okay. It's Colin Farrell. All right. Um, So he was totally unrecognizable in a good way. Like it was, it was just kind of cool. It's uh, it's one of my favorite pastimes is trying to hear when somebody misses like using their like actor accent of <laughs> like Colin. I mean, it seems like the Irish guys are and the Australian people like Hugh Jackman does it every once in a while too. Uh, it, we're gonna talk about Chuck uh, in a few weeks, but like my favorite is every time Ivan Stravinsky like just breaks just a little bit or like Canadians when they say a boat. Or, I'm sorry, Jim Carrey says sorry a bunch of times, like we were watching all of his uh, movies. I was like, well, there's another Canadian sorry in there. And Mike Myers does it too. Anyway, so uh, I I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, Colin Farrell with a little break there. That that reminded me that that was him. So, yeah. It was, they were few and far between. I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about, so we've got Robert, Robert Pattinson, he of uh, infamous, uh, from, uh, Twilight fame. Vampire as, turned into a bat. That doesn't yeah. seem, that's, that's like a lateral move here. Um, right. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz as uh, Catwoman, uh, slash Selena Kyle, Paul Dano as Riddler. And they named him something different. It wasn't Edward Nigma. It was like Edward. Edward, it did start with an N, but it wasn't. N, yeah, but it wasn't that, um, Colin Farrell, as you mentioned, is the penguin. They they call him Oz a bunch of times, so I'm sure it's like Oswald Cobblepot was in the uh, description. But I just wrote down penguin because that's what everybody cares about. John Turturro is Carmine Falcone. Uh, Jeffrey Wright uh, plays Detective Gordon uh, or Lieutenant Gordon. No, it's he's Lieutenant not Gordon. Yet. Yeah, yeah he's not commissioner he yet. Um, and then Andy Serkis plays uh, Alfred. So got a really great cast of like well-known actors uh I, I felt like the some of them get a lot more uh screen time than others though yes. i mean as you can some imagine of them as we'll, we'll, we'll probably get more there's 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 at least one in particular that i'm like what a wasted yeah. role like yeah. why did you take this uh, yeah. i wanted so much i was looking forward to it and barely felt like i saw yeah that character so so let's so let's hit the high notes. What did you think of Pattinson? I think he's the he's the the make it or break it uh, role of this, obviously as the as the title character. Um, I think a lot of my thoughts for Pattinson might fall more into directing because I okay. think he did what they wanted him to do. Mm. Like I think his the way he played it matched the tone of the movie and everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure entirely how I feel about that yeah <laughs> i have mixed feelings okay on on some of pattinson's stuff um what, what about uh zoe kravitz is kind of his uh she's probably the person that gets more the mo- the second most screen time yeah she uh, was enjoyable i really yeah. like this version of selena kyle she would definitely uh 
be able to kick every other Catwoman's butt in a real fight. I think <laughs> I don't even think that's close. But um, Halle Berry could dunk, so. <laughs> So she's got her, she's got her there, but I, I agree. And I, I felt the same way. I thought Kravitz was a, a, a good uh, foil. She played the character very, um, very close to like comic book reality, you know, like she's willing to, to go over the line and Batman has to reel her back in. Um, and uh, I, I thought that the physicality of the performance they were kind of trying to hide a little bit of it a couple of times. Lori and I were like, that was a weird fight scene. Um, but like for the most part, I, I agree with you. It was, uh, she was good. What were your thoughts on, uh, on Dano? And these are, these are kind of hard to do with, uh, without spoiling. Dano's things. like almost yeah. impossible to do without doing too much spoiler. Yeah. I would have to debate if he's more terrifying than Heath Ledger's Joker. Ooh. Like just mentally. Like, yeah. I didn't sleep well after I watched this movie. <laughs> I, just a little, I'm not like, not like horrible. Right. Not, but it like, wasn't Event Horizon. Okay. That's the scariest yeah. movie I, that kept me up at night. Right. When I was like 19 years old or whatever, when I saw that, it was just awful. But uh, I, he genuinely comes off like a um, psychopath. Like, in, I mean, that's what he's supposed to be. I, I felt that uh, Wright and Circus did well, but they were just very underserved. What, what were your I loved thoughts? Wright as Gordon. Yeah. Like I could have used more. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't feel like he was too. Mostly because Circus is sitting there just being completely wasted. Yeah, um, I'm he, just... he is involved in a lot of things, but they give him a lot of like, "Hey, what's going on, Batman?" Like <laughs> type stuff, you know. <laughs> that was yeah. my best Jeffrey Wright, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, writes around a lot more. Yeah, than, than circus was. I don't know. I liked, I liked Pattinson and Wright's chemistry pretty well. Though, like mm-hmm. the way they interplayed, I, I enjoyed um, that relationship, if you can call it that. I mean, no, no, that makes Batman perfect sense because that's a that's a core relationship. Like yeah. right, right after like uh, like Alfred, like that's his like, and you see it like well reflected in the in the in the movie i I thought that the the couple of times that they chose to make some some good like characterization like make it like a big deal they 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 knocked it out of the park um so but we'll wait until we get to the spoiler thoughts um let's just move on to directing so i can stop leading you down that path so all right it's directed by matt reeves Uh, he of the um most recent uh planet of the apes trilogy uh I, I I really liked that trilogy. Did you watch it? I haven't I came seen to any it, of that one. Any of it? I came to it really late. Like um, just one day, I was sick, and I was just like, "Oh, I'll just watch this." I think the James Franco Rise is the one that kind of turned me off to it, uh, and so I was just like, "But then everybody just kept talking about it over and over and over again," and so I was like, "I'll watch these movies," and I watched Rise, and then I watched the other two movies like back to back. And they are some intense movies. Like, if you after you go and eventually watch them, if you do, I would recommend them. I liked them. That's 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 a pretty good mark. If Troy recommends, yeah. I usually go for yeah. it eventually. And so, um, it, it it really takes a lot of things that he developed in that trilogy, and he puts them into practice here. I mean, I really think that he has a great eye for like just gorgeous shots, like a lot of. Like I'm a dork and I, I, I have a, I, I subscribe or I, I follow Twitter accounts, like uh, beautiful shots of middle earth, like uh, on, on Twitter. And they just put in like little scenes and I'm just like, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Just every day I just come well, in. We, and that's we, a, that's we admit openly yeah. how nerdy and dorky we are, but that yeah. might've been the apex mountain <laughs> of your dorkiness right there. That might be it. So I, I would I would one hundred percent follow a Twitter account that was like beautiful shots of the Batman because this is just a very like very good look and I say beautiful but it's like grimy it's dirty yeah. it's the dirty Gotham it's very much it it's like he sees Nolan's Gotham and he goes. Uh, I can take it further, you know, like, <laughs> like you, I you see didn't Christian Bale's pretty face and right. I raise you. 
Robert Pattinson with no with, makeup on. With black yeah. eyeliner, yeah. so like with black around his eyes. Right. Um, yeah. It, it is certainly... I, we just keep upping the ante on Batman. Like, mm-hmm. um, I just listened to a podcast about the 89, like the first Michael Keaton Batman, and like them just talking about how at the time, and I, I, I vaguely remember this as a child. Yep. I mean, I was like eight when that movie came out. So, I mean, I wasn't in the know, but like, I, I grew up watching the like Zap Bam Pow, Adam West mm-hmm. Batman, mm-hmm. and then saw the Michael Keaton, and like, you watch those two things, and you're like, wow, that got a lot darker. You know, right. And then we got the Dark Knight trilogy and we all went, whoa, that was like an intense, dark, scary Batman. Dark Knight's got nothing on the intensity and the darkness of this one. Just a, a much like grimy and gritty and just down in the, the muck and the filth of Gotham. Yeah. Every like even like the nice things still have like that sheen of like being used or like the yeah. town being or the city being run down in some way shape or form you know yes he's just like uh i'll make madison square garden look okay but everything else around it looks terrible sorry you know? gotham square garden don't you mean by the way that, that was i hated that <laughs> hated it every time they, they drove by like three times and then have stuff in there. Sorry, this is spoilery that it's called Gotham Square yeah. Garden. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Like, yeah. just call it Gotham Arena. Don't literally try and right. Copy. Yeah, it was just annoying. Yep. Sorry, you hit like uh, my biggest pet peeve. Maybe no, nope, it's movie. all good. There you go, right there. Uh, whenever, because I was like, did he say the garden? I was like, oh no, no, they didn't. So, I feel like he, one of my non-spoilery things of uh, my my only criticism of the direction is he 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 seems to lose the audience or he lost me as his audience throughout the movie chasing threads that that just slow down the movie he makes more time for brooding and these long shots even though they're pretty uh, they just seem out of place a little bit you know it's like as soon as we start getting into something good he's like i'm gonna hang out here for a little while down in the muck and the dirt (laughs) so i I don't know that was that was got it it's broody it's dark like we were we we watched the trailer okay like if you saw the trailer you're like oh they're trying to make this look really dark no the trailer nails the attitude and the feel of this movie yeah Um, just if you really want to understand the difference between these and other batmans just go listen to the music like start with the the 1989 Mm -hmm. danny elfman soundtrack Yep. And you got some, you know, the dun, 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 dun thing going on. Then go listen to some uh, some Hans Zimmer, right, from our Dark Knight trilogy. And that yeah. one is, and it gets, and then listen to this. I love the one or the the few pop songs that they choose. Like one of them is Nirvana. Yeah, like just to kind of like in a real like. Like I, I forget the title of the song off the top of my head right now. It's one of their their deeper cuts, but like immediately you're like, oh, that's Nirvana. Like, so uh, it it really sets the tone for that. Uh, I felt like he could have used a little bit of an editor. Uh, The three hours for me was just a little bit too much. What did you think? Uh, Yeah, it it was, it was too long. Um, If, if, if you could, if you could figure out how to fill that time, I'm always cool with a longer movie. This is the guy that will sit there and watch like a four and a half hour cut of return of the King and not say anything about it. Yeah. But I felt like the story that he was telling, like he could have, he could have condensed it a little bit. Uh, definitely. I mean, I actually got to watch this movie one and a half times to get ready nice. for this. Cause my wife fell asleep. So I got to watch the second half a second time the next day when she's <laughs> like, I couldn't take anymore. Right. Um, and she was done. Yeah, we we started it at about we intended to start it at about eight o'clock and with kids and everything, it started at about nine o'clock and I was like, There's no way that I can I, I can I can finish the, the, the second half uh, hour and a half of this and, and stay up. So that's not an indictment on the movie. It's just a like it, it is intense and it's dark and like you said, those long shots don't help it. Uh or like I said, the long shots don't help it. But uh uh, I still I still liked it a lot. I think the the second the back half of it is more interesting than the front half. 
I don't know. You need you need the whole thing together, but I just felt like Dude, the pacing the pacing of the the second half was just much better. Yeah. Uh, the story it's written by Matt Reeves. Um, it's funny. He's got the weirdest. I know I said this last time with like the guy that I I can't even remember his name. I called him Trick or Treat um, after Tony Allen, but. Matt Reeves started in like the nineties. He wrote the pallbearer. Do you remember this movie? With, I looked uh, it up. Cause when we were like with <laughs> David swimmer, and I'm like the same guy that did that, that did, did anything did, with David right, swimmer. Did this. Right. And then he, he wrote the yards, which is a Marky Mark, uh, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie, which is one of the worst movies I think I've ever watched. Like, like front like you know how sometimes you just like you have to stop a movie because it's just so bad like i was just like i'm really interested to see if it gets worse you know um to like and then he wrote like a ton of episodes of felicity and then all of a sudden like he he just kind of i mean good comeback for matt reeves like you you you're you did the planet of the apes trilogy and and now you're 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 doing the Batman, so I mean, you break in, you swing, and you miss a couple of times, but you get back up there and and knock it out again. So late uh, bloomer, the, that Matt Reeves. There you go. Uh, the the other writing credit is uh, Peter Craig, who uh, either wrote or took part in writing uh, the Town, uh, both parts of Mockingjay, and then the I threw this in there, the movie Twelve Strong, with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Did you see this movie? It was not good. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, but it seems pretty straightforward for a Batman story. It, it's kind of what you come for, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. It seems to lean harder on the whole world's greatest detective aspect yes, of Batman, that's what, which yeah. was kind of cool. Like, I kind of enjoyed yep. that. Um, yep. I, I, actually, I recently rewatched Batman Returns, like this week. Mm, um, one mm-hmm. night, I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, what should I watch? It's- it's Batman bananas, Returns. right? It's so nuts. And it's like so bananas. <laughs> it's so crazy. But like they throw in like two seconds worth of like Michael Keaton doing detective work on something, right? Like, yeah. like yep. he takes a picture of something and and then they're analyzing. Stares pensively, stares, yeah, stares, stares pensively at the at the computer really hard. <laughs> like yeah. I'm detecting. Like, <laughs> this one has like some legit like detective csi almost like little thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff and it was that part was really cool i really enjoyed that aspect yeah no i i felt the same way um it's it's a little bloated They're, they've got a couple too many competing priorities but not so much like a I, I know the gold standard and the one that we like to harp on is spider-man 3 but there's plenty of other like superhero movies out there that get they get a little bit bloated because they try to cram too many things into it uh, that's just the easy one to pull, but I, I thought it was good. It, it hit on all the things that you want from Batman, except for I needed a little bit more Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, it's almost like Bruce Wayne doesn't exist, which is partially why we don't get more circus, because Alfred really goes more with Bruce Wayne. You know? Right. I mean, that's really where you get those those good Alfred moments yeah. are when he's reminding him, yeah, you're Bruce Wayne, too. Um, come over here like that's Michael Caine's always just Bruce Wayne basically in the Dark Knight stuff you know yeah well and that and you could tell because like everyone like freaks out when he shows up at the at the funeral they're like oh he's thought of as like a as a a recluse you know rather than like in the eye Bruce Wayne they know who he is but he's he's never really out there Uh, so I I felt like the the story worked well i felt like it was just a little bit more on the the pulling like you said the directing and kind of pulling everything together uh just just missed the mark from being a great like going from good to great yes okay yeah solid not amazing yeah is where we're kind of falling in but i think that was more on directing stuff not not story and Mm -hmm. cast did a good job i think that was more just some of those things that took way too long and dragged here. Yeah. Some of that stuff that we've talked about. It does remind me of Batman Begins in a, in a lot of different ways where you can see the potential. You're like, oh, that's a good, like, that's a good start. But I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do 
in the obvious next chapter, you know? It'd be interesting because they're supposed to do like a penguin show. Like he's supposed to get an HBO Max like series based oh, okay. on this, like that breaks out to like set up another movie eventually or something. I, I don't know. It'll interesting. be interesting to see how they play it. It certainly so sets up plenty of stuff. So I'll fully admit that like we, we keep talking about this. I've I've tried to pull myself out of like all of the spoiler Easter egg crazy stuff. So I'll just kind of throw out some of my thoughts after we get to the spoiler stuff. But uh, for the most part, I, I was I saw the first uh, trailer and was like, of course, I'm going to watch this, but I'm not going to watch any more trailers after this, you know. And so uh, I, I felt like that helped make sure that I enjoyed this probably more than if I probably watched everything and devoured it. I probably might might have seen this as more of a, a disappointment. I don't know. Um, let's get into themes. Kind of the normal um, themes for Batman, right? This is the Calvinist Batman because it's Ooh. all about the total depravity of man. Like, dang, this is... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, What's the you? <laughs> I need the U and Tulip. Come on now. I'm tulip. just kidding. Um, no, I mean, you know, vengeance and corruption and, and depravity. Yeah. Like, it's, yep. we've already said it, it's dark, okay? Yeah. Um, this is one of those that, you know, we've talked, we talked a lot about this as as dads. Like, it's Batman. It's like, oh, cool, we got a superhero movie. We're going to take our kids. Nope, we didn't take our kids to go see this movie. Um, I, I can't, we probably should have led off with that just in case you stopped, like, listening to, to go, hey, I should probably go watch this and watch it with my kid and then come back and listen to the spoiler-filled thoughts. We probably should have led with that. This is the most terrifying PG-13 movie since The Dark Knight, and I think that it blows The Dark Knight away. Yeah, I think it tops it, for sure. Yeah. In the first five minutes, it tops The Dark Knight. And I think part of it, and without spoiling too much, is it's just, it's very raw and real and like there's nothing comic booky about it it no, could absolutely happen yeah, yeah i think which makes it more terrifying yeah yes it, it made it a better movie in a lot of right. ways like it's mm-hmm. it's much more it's much more realistic batman yes yep um that it's more grounded in in reality if, if a batman movie can be grounded in reality but it, um, it was amazingly like it's pretty close you know yeah, yeah. you know that i mean the the Michael Keaton series of Batman movies got super ridiculous by the end and had no grounding in reality whatsoever. I mean, we went full comic book like yeah. ridiculousness. We might have well said Zap Bam and Pow by the time Clooney was Don in the suit, right? Um, even even Nolan's uh, trilogy has a couple of interesting like flying off of buildings type yeah, of well, thing. And, and you he, know? He's the Dark Knight had a lot of like high tech yeah crazy stuff that like i mean it's sort of grounded in reality i mean they kind of tried to make it grounded a little bit Mm -hmm. it wasn't like completely fantastical but like it was up i mean like by dark knight rises he's just flying around in this like crazy weird (laughs) helicopter is (laughs) like whatever that thing is yeah um you know and this doesn't have that it's very grounded and real and like you said that makes it all the more terrifying I had hope and betrayal. The other two, I had vengeance and corruption. Um, but hope uh, and betrayal was a, a big one for me. Um, there was definitely a lot of, of that going on with several characters that we'll get into as we as we go through the spoiler-filled thoughts. Uh, what did you get for a Phileo podcast score? Uh, I gave it a six and a half. Ooh, I like that a lot better. Solid, but not amazing. I don't know. You're going to talk me into higher numbers probably on this no. one. Uh, you can not do trying it. Like, to. You're not going to try to, but like no, just watching yeah, how yeah. already watching your face. I'm already like, maybe this movie is better than I thought. Of. I'm already there and we haven't even got to the real stuff. But I think because it, I, I tried to recalibrate my expectations and, and why I'm glad that we, we waited a couple. Like I, so we started it on Thursday, ended it on Friday. And then like I wrote all of my thoughts out. Like first, first of my thoughts, I wrote them right away. And then I came back to it and kind of scribbled out some more stuff. And the more that I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? 
I actually did like that movie. And I'm not trying to suggest that you're you're just kind of uh, shooting from the hip or anything like that. But it just that was just my experience. Like the more I think about it, the more I liked it. But I, I don't give it too much credit. Not like a fight club where like I think I walked out of the movie and I was just like, what did I just watch? You know, and then like as you're processing it the next couple of days, like you call the people up that you watched it with and you go, we all thought that that was weird when we walked out. But the more you think about it, that was awesome. Right. You know, like those types of movies, it's not going to be one of those. Um, but like I, I got I gave it an 8.25. Because I wanted Ooh, to give out a, a quarter star well uh, finally, well and uh, but maybe maybe it's a seven point seven five, and I'm just giving it a little too much, you know. So um, so I think I'll, I'll... I think you're right. It is it it definitely has the potential to be the kind of movie that does grow on you as you kind of move away from it. Um, yeah, and, and maybe even give it another watch. Although it might be a little bit um, just because it's so stinking so long. long. Like I thought yeah. about it the other day. I was like, Ooh, I could watch Batman again. I kind of want to, mm-hmm. Oh wait, I don't have three hours. Never mind. <laughs> um, I feel like in, if anything, I'll probably lower it if I come back to it or when I come back to it. And if I were to change anything, I wouldn't probably like make it any higher. I would probably tend to probably lower it. So, but Okay, uh, spoiler-filled thoughts. This is our, our time where we, we, we let it all hang out. So if you don't want to listen to this, just go somewhere if else. If you need to take a break, uh, take an entire day off work so that you have plenty of time <laughs> to watch this entire movie. Or if you, and, you could think of it at like a three-day a three miniseries and just watch an hour, an hour a day. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that to myself for three straight days. I think it I is think probably you might, better you to might get mess it yourself up. Yeah. Like if you watch it all at once, though, like make sure you do it during the day so that you can yeah. walk outside and like hear some birds chirp and see the sunshine afterwards <laughs> and then come listen to us talk about it some more. Like you need the break. Don't go there straight go. into it all in the dark. You end up yeah with with eye black around your eyes really quickly here you're gonna be you're gonna be uh shoving tables out of the way and starting to put together your own like case to to make sure that you solve it before batman does so all right let's get into it um what did what did you not like about it let's go let's go uh negative first and end on a high note like we like to do or a couple so we talked about the darkness and and we we mean that thematically, right? But I also mean that literally, a few times. It's almost like it's on par with like Dune, where we had to like turn off all the lights in our house to like absolutely see it. And I don't I don't particularly like that aesthetic. Like yeah. some people are like, oh, it's just like in the theater. It's like I don't like to do that in my own house. No. But you literally had to do that with this movie. Yeah. Um, and so there, I don't know if it was the darkness, whatever. Like there were a couple times where I was just slightly confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the opening part i didn't get that that was the mayor until everybody showed up afterwards uh okay. and partially that's because he's watching himself on tv and i was confused by that <laughs> and so i'm just like okay so this guy like works for the mayor or something and then they're like the mayor died i'm like wait that was the mayor what what's happening um so i mean i kind of got off on a, a wrong foot just for a moment um i also got confused on who the commissioner was because some guy shows up at the first crime scene and is all right. mad that batman's there and yeah. I just assumed, I guess, that that was the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody else shows up later, and they're all calling him commissioner. I'm like, wait, I thought that other dude was the commissioner. So I just have well, that guy. Things. That guy died, right? Yeah. He was the second guy to die. So I think that's the replacement commissioner. Okay. See, that yeah. would. I thought that guy. Died. That's right. So yeah, I got confused on who. That's a really quick replacement on the commissioner. It was like, right. They didn't like even the like day. swear him all... in or anything. <laughs> it's a Batman <laughs> movie. You just assume he's going to die. Until right. it's Gordon, the <laughs> commissioner is going to right. die. Like yeah. she just, you never sign up for that role. Like, oh, I'm the commissioner, so I'm Gordon. No, Gordon's a lieutenant. Oh, so I'm going to die in this. Movie. I'm going to die. You're telling yeah. me. Um, <laughs> already, I mean, my biggest, the biggest thing was I felt Alfred was wasted in this movie. One hundred percent. And I did not like the way that Bruce talked to Alfred like early on, like with. And I really, I really, really thought we were getting set up for an Uncle Ben moment. Um, oh, as in Peter like, Parker yeah. and Uncle Ben, because oh, he throws right. out the like "you're not my father" line, like almost verbatim, right. and then Alfred gets blown up, right. and I'm like, they just killed Alfred. He's going to be Uncle Ben. This is a whole different twist, huh? Right. 
um, which I'm kind of, I would have been okay in a weird way, killing nope. off Alfred. Like mm-hmm. that would have been intense and quite a change, but you would have people rioting if you killed off Alfred. Um, I can't believe, I can't believe they salvaged the movie after they did all of that to my boy, Alfred and my boy, Andy Serkis. And I still ended up liking this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the Bruce Alfred relationship was a little rough. Mostly I just didn't get enough of it. Like, yeah, we kind of mm-hmm. redeemed it. Like we have the awkward holding hands in the hospital thing after it gets blown up. And so you're like, okay, we're kind of good. And then did we see Alfred a single time after that? And there's like another hour of the movie. Right. And so like, I need more Alfred. Alfred, Alfred is essential to the Batman story. People. I need some more. Alfred. It really is. Unless you're going to use like Robin or Nightwing or anybody else in his family to help be the the grounded character that knows who he is. Like, yeah. Gordon doesn't know who he is, truly. No. He knows who he is as Batman. Yeah. But like, if you're gonna if you're not gonna use Alfred, like, you need to have somebody else there to kind of keep him to his ethos. You know, whenever he wants to lose it, making Batman and Bruce doubt who he is and what he's doing with the Alfred storyline or with the, with the entire storyline. So let's just rip off the bandaid and talk about like the, like his dad being corruptible as he goes for the mayor and then getting Carmine Falcone like pulled in. I was just like, don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. Like it makes in in the then, look that he gives Alfred, like sitting in the the look that Alfred gives him, that he's like, you basically like raised me like on a lie, and like everything that I know about my parents is a lie, which basically makes him doubt like why he is vengeance and why he is this vigilante, you know? Like, I thought that they missed like in the in the vein of trying to be something different. They, they completely missed some of the ethos of and the the myth making of what makes Batman Batman. I don't know. I mean, you go back to the. Sorry, you're going to get lots of comparisons to other Batman yeah. movies. It's just like in the Dark Knight trilogy, you have that scene where he's riding the train as a kid with his dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And talking about the whole, you know, well, better men stuff that, you know. Yeah. And like that's that's who thomas wayne has to be for bruce Mm, because that's mm -hmm. that's a huge driving force in bruce being batman like he's not he doesn't do all this without those parents and so when you take that away yeah you got to have something to fill in that gap Mm -hmm. to kind of fix that crack in his foundation i mean you got to have something and they don't really like alfred has a pretty good line about like why he did it like he wasn't trying to do that he was trying to protect your mother and you Mm -hmm. and stuff but I didn't feel like it got resolved enough to really right. let him be grounded again and still be know who he is and be Batman. So that part yeah. was rough. When yeah. You- I just, I just hated the way that Pattinson looked at him like that, that just, I mean, I understand it from his character standpoint and what occurred, but it just made me like go, I don't like the way that you did that. Yeah. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm, I, I tried to, I try to let new things be new and people show me, show me like how you can make something work in that way. But I didn't think that that worked, but it didn't, it didn't ruin the movie for me. So um, again, it's one of those things that's going to keep it good instead of great. Like it it could have had another level. It was there for the taking. Um, Right. And that's one of those things where they, they just didn't quite hit it right. And so falls a little short. Yeah. I felt like uh, Pattinson had like a good physicality, but not enough physicality in the role. Like his Batman just seems like all like tall and sinewy. It's like Scott Van Pelt put on like the Batman costume and started fighting crime. And like when you see him get shot with like a shotgun, even though you know he's in like a Kevlar like armor outfit, it's just like, ooh. Pattinson's not going to wake up with that one uh, really well in the morning, like versus like a like a big brooding hulking type uh, Batman that like Bale Bale doesn't get to like some of the bigger like um, uh, ones that you see like in the comics and stuff like that. But but there's he's he's obviously like a, a bit bigger than uh, Pattinson. 
Uh, kept driving me nuts that they were they keep trying to unmask him occasionally because the the cops do but they wait until Uh he wakes up like he's unconscious and they just stare at him and then when he wakes up they're like well let's look at your face now and i'm like yeah why didn't you do that while he was out like yeah you could have done that five (laughs) minutes ago it's the classic classic comic book movie mistake where like you had an opportunity to unmask them you didn't take it yeah uh i was fine with totoro's like performance as falcone but i'm just tired of him being in these movies <laughs> like just that character being in the movies it's like i'm just less enamored with these gangsters than i am like the traditional comic book villains and i think the like especially these two directors are probably like no i don't want to have like two face in in the first movie or poison ivy or some of like the crazier ones you know so i don't know I think they just get enamored with those guys because it 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 lends itself to not being as campy. Like if if they do it wrong, you know. I don't know. What did you uh What did you think of Falcon being Selena Kyle's dad? That was weird too, but I didn't. I, I thought, see, that's that's something that I was just like, yeah, okay, cool, makes sense. You know, like she's never been like one to be like, oh, she was the the. That's the the daughter of some like rich uh, person, and that's how her and and Bruce like come to know each other, kind of thing. It was just kind of like she's kind of a rags to riches story. So yeah, like I know I only gave it a six and a half. I don't have like tons of specific like negative things to say. It's just that a lot of the highs just didn't get as high for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, what did you think of? Uh, Barry Keegan's uh, two seconds as Joker. Did you watch the deleted scene? I did. Oh, no, I didn't watch the deleted scene. So there's a deleted scene where um, uh, I'll let you go watch it. Okay. I watched it. I think it was the right decision to exit from the movie. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I mean, it's kind of cool because, I mean, I didn't think it was subtle necessarily. Like, I think it's pretty obvious this is Joker, right? Except we're rewatching it the second half when... My wife's catching up from her nap mm-hmm. and uh, like my kids came in for part of that and we're like, okay, like some of the end we'll survive here. And they were doing other stuff, but like yeah. he starts laughing and, and my son's like, my nine-year-old's like, who was that guy? Like he didn't get it. At uh, all. I'm like, okay. and then I'm like, oh, well, that's just Joker. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious. So I think most people get that, but it's kind of a cool setup potentially depends where they go with all that i'll be interested to to hear what you say after you watch the uh it's probably about four minutes um so but but not much but enough you know it would have been fine if it was in the movie but like with a three-hour movie it's just like going ahead and just toss that onto hbo max when you're done so people can kind of get that i should have asked there's actually a deleted scene they cut anything out of this movie they didn't use every (laughs) single minute of footage they had are you sure Um, i thought it was a good perfect little tease though like yeah oh there's the joker like because i mean that's what we're waiting for we want to see batman and joker um it was nice to see riddler get good treatment I so mean, I enjoy. So let's move move on into the positive stuff because that's okay. what it seems like you're you're going with. So go for um, it. I I loved. I mean, I didn't love how absolutely terrifying Riddler is, but I kind of love how absolutely terrifying. Like they did a really good job of making this an actual scary, worthwhile villain. Um, I mean, I I kind of enjoy the Jim Carrey Riddler from back in the day yeah. as like a goofy version of that yeah goofy version of that which is even less goofy than the old zap and pow like that riddler was just off the rails goofy um this is like a serious scary riddler which Mm -hmm. was kind of cool um and i loved the twist of him thinking he's working with batman like when you get to the end and he thinks they were on the same side all along you know yeah and you're like, wow, you really are just totally mental and like don't have a grasp on reality, which is what you want. Like, man, that's what Riddler should be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought that was really well done. Um, although the Bruce Wayne thing was confusing. That's what I was going to say. Like, I wasn't sure if he was like, if he was going to kill Bruce Wayne in that, like, because he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman 
or that he was basically going to push Batman to like renounce Bruce Wayne, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was a little bit confused on that. Maybe that'll make more sense uh, in uh, in a second viewing or something like that. So I really thought the score was really good. Like you, you kind of come in thinking like, oh, Batman, a Batman movie's got to have a good score, so it's just going to automatically have one. They still kind of found a, a good way to to make it different than the others. I could kind of hear a little bit of notes from some of the other ones. It was like they they sprinkled in some of that stuff, but it was the it was still very much its own thing. Uh, we talked about how uh, we liked Kravitz in in uh, her role as Catwoman. I liked Pattinson's Batman voice much better than Bale's. He wins. I think he has the best one. He, he has the I, best one. Yeah. Keaton has a little bit weird one, which I forgot. Yeah. But like he does some weird stuff. It's um, it's a little growl, growly, but not like not Bale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing's Bale. Um <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, no, he did he did well, you know, like you can still tell he's got a little Batman voice to him, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think we've we've hit on a lot of the things that I was going to talk about. Gordon is seemingly like the Watson to his Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's just kind of following him around, helping him kind of figure stuff out, but not quite like they're not sharing the the scene. Like it's it's Batman's movie, and 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 Gordon's there to kind of help drive the plot and ask the questions that the audience would ask. You know. What are you doing over there? How did you know how to do that? That type of stuff. Uh, I was I was surprised at how much I didn't mind Farrell's Penguin. Like you mentioned the trailer. I was just like, oh gosh, here's another like ham-fisted penguin that we get. Like, and the rest of the tone just seems completely out of control. But it seemed like they just really cut it in a way that it made it look that way. But it's not that bad in inside the movie. No, and having, as I said earlier, just watched uh, Batman Returns and seen yeah. Danny DeVito's Penguin. Um, no, this Penguin looks awesome. Okay, right. we're great. I still, I'm still blown away. It's Colin Farrell. I can't believe it. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot, like just being a very grounded, kind of realistic Batman. But you see it in like so many ways. I mean, the the fight scenes a lot of times. Yeah. Like, there's just there's a brutality, just like a brawling mm-hmm. feel to these that he's not throwing batarangs and whipping people around. Right. Like it's not any of the goofy campy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not any of the gadgety kind of stuff, even that Nolan got into, especially by the later ones where he's having to have all these toys and stuff to, to do stuff. It's just, I'm just a dude beating people up. Right. Which was kind of different. Yeah. Those two, like the, the two bigger scenes that I can think of, like the one underneath the train tracks um, or the one like outside of this train station and then the one like in that tunnel where it's like black and you can see like the yeah. the the muzzle flashes um, is the only thing you can see that kind of help paint the outline of him. Those were really cool um, and a, in a good way to kind of uh, kind of hide some of that uh, choreography, but make it look really cool and Batman uh, and it has that Batman feel to it. So. I loved how people, like especially the cops, reacted to Batman. That was so um, cool. I was just like I, sitting there going, like, he's in a crime scene. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Where, like, I mean, you've seen it in a in a comic book. You've seen it in like a video game. You see it in like a like a TV show kind of thing. But I think that's like the first time in a movie that Batman's at least like, a good movie. Um, <laughs> I think Batman and Robin, they just walked around and did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Okay. Um, they were showing up at charity fundraisers with Batman credit cards to buy Poison Ivy, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, and, and I love how like like Gordon has to defend him because all the other cops are like, what's he doing here? Like, Right. And, and I, I, the like animosity that they have towards mm-hmm. him. and mm-hmm. Or even the uh, that first scene where he fights all those guys by the train and the guy he rescues is like terrified of him. Right. Like, please don't like, I think that's very, it's realistic. Like mm-hmm. if this was a real, if there was really a guy dressing up like a bat and going vigilante like this on people, everyone would be scared and freaked and weirded out by this guy. Like, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I kind of like that. 
the only thing that I forgot about in negative that I had in my notes was like, I thought it was completely dumb that he pushes his like giant table out of the way and puts like a, uh, like his, all of his like detective work on the floor of his like swanky Wayne Manor and like spray paints it. And like, we we're just like, Oh, but why, why don't you yeah. just put it up on a board like everybody else? And then you can take it down, you know, like, or, or like, on that giant table that you could have fit right, all the stuff, put, put all the stuff like, on it. Yeah. It made for like a dramatic moment. Like he's exactly. pushing the table out, but yeah, other than yeah. that, it served zero purpose whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I mean, I, I really liked uh, just kind of echoing some of the things that you said. I loved, uh, Dano's Riddler, uh, was uh, a refreshing take on it, even though it's terrifying. And that end scene is like, it just could be something that's like ripped out of the, like out of the headlines, you know, which is, I think it might hit a little too close to home for some people. You yeah. Know? The social media aspect of yeah. the end scene mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yes. Like in a very real way that like, here's this crazy guy who found a bunch of other crazy people online and they showed up to right. kill people because this guy had, you know, it was, it was way too easy to gather a force and do something like that. And way too realistic that it was a little unnerving. Yeah. What'd you think of the Batmobile? We got to talk Batmobile. It's a Batman. I, I like the Batmobile. I like the, the muscle car Batmobile. This is finally a Batmobile that I believe a bored, weird billionaire could just build himself in Very his garage. True. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they explain the Tumblr and the Dark Knight trilogy. So we know right. why yeah. he has this. But even the explanation of how he gets it doesn't explain how he got it home right. uh, without anybody <laughs> seeing it or, you know, painted the whole thing black. You know, I mean, there's still right. lots of questions. Um, and like the old Michael Keaton, I mean, that Batmobile was amazing. When that right. movie came out, you were just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I still have a Hot Wheels of that Batmobile. Okay, <laughs> So I'm not knocking it, saying it doesn't look cool. The first one. Right. Not right. some of the later iterations of that thing when it starts getting weirder, but yeah, this is the first one that I'm like, a dude could build this in his garage without any help, right? Like, I've that seen that awesome. on Central a couple of times. Like, <laughs> if I if I happen to be like out, out too late, you're going home from a Lobo game or something. Yeah, so no, I, I like that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see any hydraulics on the Batmobile. What are you talking about <laughs> being on Central? I didn't. There was a lot of motorcycle uh, riding at the very beginning of it, and him in like his civilian outfit, like was just yeah. kind of interesting uh, to show that he's kind of blending in and 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 doing some of those things. Like, but that was, those were some of the things that I was just like, "All right, pick it up, pick it up." I get it. Like I you do it. one or two yeah. of those. There was like twelve. Like yes. I get that he's. I get it. I get it. He was like. Oh, Denis Villeneuve like put in like eight shots of spaceships in the first half of Dune. I'm gonna go motorcycle shots. <laughs> All right. Um, I love the heat, but like, sorry, sticking with the whole grounded thing. Yeah, there was one spot where I'm just like, he's just hanging out across the street with binoculars. Like, this is the most normal thing ever. Like, he's not. He just has binoculars. He's not hijacking every cell phone to turn it into a citywide sonar device. Right. Lucius Fox <laughs> has to use for him. Like, I liked it. I liked. I liked the grounded aspect so much. Yeah, that that's what I'll probably like. I'll close with the last little thing that I had was that it seems like they they kind of borrow from the the grittier like Frank Miller Batman Year One type stuff where like it's still early on in their careers. Um, it's they're not well established and neither, either as Batman or Commissioner Gordon. And so it'll be interesting to see where they take it. It, it almost seems like it's a no man's land. Um, there was a big uh, n- um, like comic book arc called No Man's Land, where like basically Gotham was shut off from the rest of the world and left for dead. And so uh, they, and with all of the levees breaking and stuff like that, or the wall breaking and and everything being flooded, and them talking about like, oh, well, Falcone was the one that uh, held all of this stuff together. Now everybody's going to carve up all this territory. It seems like they're foreshadowing maybe a similar uh, thing like that. So it'll be interesting to see if that's where they go with it. Or 
I can almost see them just like, even if it's not super successful, them just being like, all right, we did what we did and we can walk away from it. Like it's self-contained enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, it sets up other stuff, but if you ended right there, I don't think anybody's like, you're not leaving anybody hanging necessarily. Yeah. Like, yep. you didn't, you didn't let me. I, I had one more thing that I loved. I forgot. I found this in my notes. I really liked the way that Bruce connected with the kid, like mm, just looking mm-hmm. at him. And I was yeah. waiting, especially because going in, I'm like, oh, this is a three-hour movie. There's yeah. going to be all kinds of stuff. So he makes like eye contact and he's just looking at the kid who loses the mayor's kid, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm waiting for the flashback scene to watch Bruce sit right. in the same thing and it never yeah. came. And I'm kind of yeah. like, okay, all right. I like it. Yeah. Just, um, just we all know what's going on. Yeah. Just going ahead and like make note of it. Got it. And we're on to the next thing. Yeah. I thought so too. That was a good note. Yeah. I thought Pattinson was good in those moments. Like which makes you think like like you needed just a little bit more Bruce Wayne, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, look, yeah. there it was. There's a little. Give me, give me, give yeah. me some more. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. Uh, Woody, let us know what you thought of the Batman uh, after you've watched it, uh, how it how you feel it fits into uh uh, the the larger Batman universe. We're going to be talking a lot more Batman in a couple months here. We're going to do the Dark Knight trilogy because uh, it's the 10-year anniversary of Dark Knight Rises. We'll do some Batman rankings and some other things going on with that. So uh, if Batman's your jam, uh, we've got more coming for you uh, on the way, but we wanted to get this one done since it was a pretty recent uh, release uh, in theaters and then on HBO Max. So if you got HBO Max, you can watch it now if you didn't realize that that's what we watched it on so if you have hbo max this is why you have hbo max right yeah this and chuck this is why you need (laughs) hbo max that's right there you go so let us know what you think in the comments on facebook the phileo podcast or instagram uh, phileo podcast all one word all lowercase or shoot us an email at phileo podcast at gmail.com great job buyers good brownies Brownies.